0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. Fiona Wright is a writer, editor, and critic. Her book of essays, Small Acts of Disappearance, won the 2016 Kibble Award and the Queensland Literary Award for Nonfiction. Her poetry collections are Knuckled, which won the 2012 Dame Mary Gilmore Award, and Domestic Interior, which was shortlisted for the 2018 Prime Minister's Literary Award. Her latest essay collection is called The World Was Whole and is a truly beautiful read. Fiona performed in Sydney. I have a writer friend who recently published a book about what she called imperfect bodies. Bodies that are visibly different, other or marked. She wrote the book because her own body is like this. Significantly scarred from a childhood operation and an accident. And the scars, she says, have shaped her as a person. Every person I know, she writes, has one or two dominant stories they tell about themselves. And often these stories have something to do with the body. Mine are... I am a writer, and I am a scarred woman. There are two dominant stories that I tell about myself. Mine are, I am a writer, and I'm an anorexic. So I really fucking hope you enjoyed your pizza. (laughs) I'm not telling you this because this is going to be a story about anorexia. I'm not going to do that to you. It's not that kind of night. The reason I'm telling you this... Is because neither of my two stories are about queerness. I used to joke that the problem is this face, this face and this hair and these kind of clothes. I look like a straight girl. I always have. I resigned myself to the fact that I always will because every now and again I get an urge to les up my wardrobe. And I try on all kinds of lumberjacky shirts <laughs> and sooty jackets and oversized androgynous anythings. But all I see in the change room mirrors is a 12 year old playing dress ups in her big brother's clothes. I used to joke the problem's one of wardrobe and not of closet. Mm. Three. <laughs> I got drunk at the opening night party of the local writers festival this year. Last year, sorry. Uh, This of course isn't an irregular occurrence. The alcohol is always free and whenever the alcohol is free I always feel like I have to get my money's worth. (laughs) So yes, drunk. And when one of the programmers who was a friend of a friend, because like all lesbians, all writers at least know each other if they haven't already slept together. When one of the programmers came over to chat, I made some drunk joke about not being included in one of the hot events of the festival, the big big queer poetry reading. But why would we include you? She asked. Am I too little? I said, because I'm hilarious when I'm drunk. (laughs) And she just looked at me and said, but you're not queer. And I realized that this was just something that people didn't know about me. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. This has never been an intentional omission of mine. At least, I don't think it was intentional. I'm certainly not closeted. And my queerness was never really something that I fought against or tried to deny. I feel like it's a thing I've known about myself forever. And it's never a thing I've wished away or wanted to change. Which is not to say that I didn't feel different or othered. I most certainly did, and I still do, in many ways. It's just that my queerness was just one small factor in the difference that I felt overall. It didn't seem to matter, and I know that's half my luck. And then I got sick, and being sick just took over. Illness in general will do that. Anorexia in particular will do that especially because one of the side effects of malnutrition is a shutting down of your hormones, because those things take too much energy for the body to produce when it has to prioritise staying alive. So desire becomes something abstract, something that's only present as an absence, a lack, a black hole. My mother asked me once in the early days of my illness if it had anything to do with my sexuality. Of course not. I shot back furious at all of the assumptions underpinning the question but now all these years later I know I'm not so sure because what is hunger if it isn't an endlessly deferred desire I went to the bank a few times when I first moved to Newtown yeah and then up Enmore Road to the Sly And everyone there seemed cooler than me, and more confident than me, brash and bold and self-possessed in a way that I've never been. I took my housemate along, and we arrived bang on 8 (laughs) (laughs) p.m. Yeah. And then a woman asked me if she was my girlfriend. Oh, I said, we live together. (laughs) And It was weeks. Weeks until I figured out what I'd said wrong. (laughs) I went to the bank a few times when I first moved to Newtown and then I didn't go back. Too intimidated, too awkward, too afraid of not fitting in. I know I feel this still. I'm just not a scene queen, I used to say. But I know I also ran away. I've one friend and one friend only who I've known since before I got sick. We joke about this, always, because that's hilarious. (laughs) I say, he knew me before I was anorexic and I knew him before he was the gayest gay that ever did gay. (laughs) He just bought a hairless dog. (laughs) (laughs) He just bought a hairless dog, for crying out loud. I knew him before I took him to Stonewall that one fateful night and held his hand as he wept afterwards over our midnight kebabs. (laughs) Which I know now was the last kebab that I ever ate and that I ever will eat. We were talking recently about our first year of uni when we first met and he remembered things about me that floored me. I had a Sports Illustrated swimsuit diary Subtle. (laughs) I wore these cheeky kids t-shirts that were stretched across the truly epic chest that I had back when I was a normal-sized human being. And a spiky eyebrow piercing that I loved but abandoned when it got so infected that you only needed to touch it for thick yellow pus to explode (laughs) out of either end. I'd forgotten all of these things. All of these lovely silly things and this I kept thinking this is the woman who I let disappear I'm a writer and I'm an anorexic these are the two stories that have come to dominate my adult life and they're the ones I've told again and again in my writing in my work it wasn't intentional but what I've realized recently since that festival that conversation, since I've made a point of speaking more about my queerness, is that if you don't tell queerness as a story, it gets assumed out of existence. And that's just one more way to disappear. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can spread the word about these stories. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for event updates. And for gay shit and late-night ramblings, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.